I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I am Dax Harwood, and I'm joined by Tempest. Hey, Tempest, what's up? You know, my friends have told me I look like Cash Wheeler. Yeah, I I, I, I saw lots of people being like, man, Pete and Tempest are really just FTR, huh? And I'm like, they I mean, yeah, kind of. can't possibly know that. <laughs> they can't possibly know what I look like. Hmm. I mean, Cash Wheeler's been masked up recently. He had that, you know, that green mask for the thingy that he did with Andrade. So, you know, we're basically FTR. We we might just be FTR. Mm. Which, you know. Which means we're winners. Yeah. And also, I like that comparison. They're very cool and very good wrestlers. Yeah. I like FTR a whole bunch. Mm. A whole bunch. Exactly. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. It was Aerodactyl. It was Aerodactyl. From <laughs> is that from NXT? Or was that from last week's SmackDown? From NXT. Okay. Yeah. From NXT. Right. <laughs> Go listen to the NXT podcast. You want to know what that's about? Um, uh, someone I wanted to speak about very quickly. Just speaking of um, FTR, is I've just put up not long ago the um, Patreon poll for WrestleTalk Extra for this month, um, <clears throat> for you guys to decide what show Oni and Luke have to review for December. Um, obviously, if you're watching this, because our, our pledge hams over on Patreon can watch this now. Um, if you're watching, obviously, go vote. Uh, and if you, you know, if you're not on Patreon, go over to our Patreon page. Uh, and it is insanely close right now. Uh, oh, it's it's taken a lead. They just refreshed the page and it's taken a lead. Uh, one of the suggested uh, shows is NXT Takeover London, mm. um, which has Dash and Dawson versus Colin Cassidy and Enzo Amore. <laughs> it's the revival versus Enzo and Cass, but before they yeah. were called that, yeah. uh, which I found very amusing when I was looking it up. That's currently in the lead with 32%, and behind that is Armageddon 2008, which has 25%. The Jeff Hardy show. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy wins yeah. the WWE title for the first time, and I he does. lost my goddamn mind as a with, young uh, 12-year-old. Edge and, Edge and Triple H and a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. You know... There's a couple things because I just watched that match recently. I spent mm. uh, I spent my Monday watching like nostalgic wrestling matches, a bunch of stuff from like basically ruthless aggression WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, that match is weird to me because they made a change to that match, and I've mm-hmm. never understood why. 
And I've never found out why it's happened because the finish of that match is like Edge setting up for a concerto. Jeff Hardy grabs the chair, whacks him on the head. He falls over. Jeff Hardy goes to climb up the turnbuckle. Triple H crotches him. Jeff Hardy's lying there going, ow. Triple H hits a pedigree on Edge. And then as he goes for the cover, Jeff Hardy like climbs up, hits the Swanton Bomb on Edge, sends Triple H outside, pins Edge. Right? That's mm-hmm. the finish. And when that happened live, you could like they shot it from the opposite corner, looking in at the corner, right? right. So you're seeing Triple H and Edge wrestle each other, and then yep. Jeff Hardy goes up to the top rope, and you can see all this happening. Mm-hmm. In every release of that match since, they changed the camera angle. So you see they shoot it from the floor where you don't see Jeff Hardy at all. And Triple H and Edge are, like, battling, and it happens. And you can still hear the commentary, because the commentary is synced to the original camera shot, right? Mm. Where you can see Jeff Hardy climbing up and doing the swanton. So you can hear J- uh, JR and Taz going, like, oh, look at Hardy! Look at Hardy! But in the new camera shot, he just flies <laughs> in out of nowhere and crushes <laughs> Edge. Like, he flies out of nowhere, and you see absolutely <laughs> none of this until he just lands there. And it's like... I don't know why that's happened. I've never understood it. I I think it's just they like the camera work of like, this thing is shocking and happened. You didn't see it coming. Swerve. Uh, so they, they, they enjoy having you not seeing the thing happen, even though some of those things are some of the best shots when you have that like distance between, oh, what's it mm. called? When the... Ah, it's not narrative dissonance, is it? When When the audience knows something, but the characters don't. What's it called? There's a term for it, and I've forgotten it. But I think it's genius when it when something like that does happen. When you have like you know you have a hard cam shot. One of the ones that comes to mind, I think it featured Drew McIntyre. Um, I can't remember who it was he was facing, or maybe it was when he was teaming with like Dolph Ziggler or something. And you had a guy who like knocked Ziggler out of the ring or something like that, and was looking over the rope. And you just see Drew's head just pop up behind him, and he's just right. waiting there for him to turn around. And you go, Oh, he's gonna turn, he's gonna turn around. Oh, he's going into the Claymore. Like it builds up the anticipation of it because you see it coming, and you know it before the wrestler does. It's almost like a like a pantomime when it's just like this thing's happening, and you don't know, but but we do. It's behind you, you know. All that stuff, like, yes. <laughs> um. And I think that that's amazing, but they they seem to love the camera shot of of just being like, you know, wow, where did that come from? And it's like the the ropes probably, but we can yeah. see it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so odd. It's a really mm. weird camera angle, and I maybe they do this sort of thing often enough, and I just don't re- recognize it because it's from other shows that I'm not as familiar with. And this mm. is obviously one that I have like burned into my memory. It's like this was the <laughs> night of my life when I was like 12, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if that's just the case, but it always has stuck out to me because they will then show a replay of the original camera shot. Yeah. So it's not like there's a person in the front row of the crowd who's like holding up, you know, the double bird something or something terrible. like that. Yeah. 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 Holding up a sign with like, I don't know, something something really offensive on it that they needed to cut away from or something like that. Mm. No, they just decided to change the camera angle and it's weird. But there's a little tidbit about Armageddon 2008. And you can go vote on it for on our Patreon page if you want to have Ollie and Luke probably not discuss that specific part <laughs> of the show, but maybe they will. You never know. Maybe they will now. <clears throat> yeah, um, but it is very close between Armageddon 2008 and Takeover London right now. A few outside ones are being like uh, Armageddon 99, 
Starcade 98, Starcade 2000. So there's, there's, a, there's a few different options. Go 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 get your vote on. Uh, but for now, let's get into talking about uh, SmackDown and Rampage. I'm sorry we have to talk about SmackDown. And you know how last week we were like, oh, we're just going to be negative. We don't care. The show is really, really bad. I think I like this show maybe less than last week. I, re- I really, really, really <laughs> didn't like this show. <laughs> And I'm sorry in advance, but also I'm not sorry. Let's talk about SmackDown. I mean, Jesus Christ. What more can I say about SmackDown that I've not said already? It's what a waste of time. What a waste of time. This entire episode was. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I'm Dax Harwood. I'm joined by Tempest. And... Cash Wheeler in a mask, apparently. <laughs> apparently, Cash Wheeler in a mask. So you're joined by FTR on this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Uh, get in your ultra FTR chats. FTR for at, life. Uh, <laughs> FTR for life. Uh, I can't do that with the hands easily enough, though. FT. Uh, no, not going to work. Get in your F. ultra chats. <laughs> F. T- I don't know how to do an R with my hand. No, no, it's not, it's R. not happening. R. <laughs> R. Oh, God. This is what? brilliant audio content for the podcast listeners. Get in your ultra chats at WrestleTalk. <laughs> WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through your ultra chats later. All the ones that are five US bucks and up. By the time the show goes off the air. And this is the final day, everyone. Oh my God. That we're sponsored by Beer52. So go to the link in the description at Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get your hands on 10 free craft beers. This is the last day. This is, this is now. Last time. Go do the thing in time for, for Crimbo. Go get your 10 free craft beers. You can viewers only. Talk about them more later. <clears throat> Firstly, let's just talk about what a waste of time SmackDown was. Because... Go for it. Good, go- good golly gosh. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people that really liked, you know, the, the beginning and end of the show with the whole Brock Lesnar stuff. Because I'll, I'll just t- briefly talk about them now, where Brock Lesnar essentially came out. He gets interrupted by Sami Zayn. And he essentially intimidated Sammy to challenge Roman Reigns tonight because Sammy is now the actual number one contender after the Battle Royal last week. So he usually challenged him tonight and basically intimidated him into doing so. And then Brock said, at day one, I will face whoever wins, right? Um, And then in the main event segment, which we'll talk about more in, in detail in a little bit, Sammy got beaten up by Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns beat him in seconds. Uh, with a spear and a guillotine, so it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at day one. Right. Uh-huh. In theory, that isn't terrible. In theory, that's fine, right? In theory, communism works. In theory, it's fine, right? <laughs> I think that's my I, most I... used Simpsons quote. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> obscure one. <laughs> uh. No, you're right. Um, I just want to take you guys through the final half an hour of this show because it was, okay. So we had immediately, it was Seamus versus Cesaro, right? 
Seamus wins, which we'll talk about more later. As he's standing up from his pin, like he pins, ding, 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 Seamus wins. Seamus goes to stand up and Michael Cole says, I want to take it back to the beginning of this episode of SmackDown. Seamus does not get a chance to celebrate or they take in his victory or anything at all because it doesn't matter, right? To the back. Once again, much, much like in the title of this episode, the match was a bit pointless, right? Let's take it back to the start of SmackDown. We get a recap of the opening promo with Brock and Sammy and then the backstage segment they had with Sonya Deville where the main event match gets made official. Because once again, Tempest, Sonya didn't have a main event when they started nope. this show. Sure didn't. One one just presented itself on a silver platter. Then Sammy makes his entrance for the main event. Then we cut to an ad break. We come back. We get a backstage segment between Naomi and Sonya Deville, where Naomi challenges Sonya to a match and Sonya accepts it. Cool. We then get a recap, a very long recap of everything that happened from Raw. And then we get another ad break. And then we come back and Sami Zayn does a promo. And then Brock Lesnar comes out. And then they carry on the promo. And then Brock Lesnar beats up Sami Zayn. And then we go to another ad break. (laughs) And then we come back and Roman Reigns begins his entrance after the ad break. His full entrance, by the way. Like, Sami Zayn is selling on the ground. And Roman doesn't even think to, like, you know, run down and take advantage of the injured man on the floor. No, he just walks down, does his full entrance, poses with the title, does the pyro, does everything, right? And then we get a recap of what happened before the previous ad break of Brock Lesnar beating up Sammy. And then Bell there's rings, nothing rings. on this show. No. There's, there's, there's no actual nothing. content on this no. show. The show is let's do a two-minute segment and stretch it into 15 minutes. Legitimately, right? Like, after all of that happens, the bell rings, rains immediately, hits a spear, guillotine, wins in 15 seconds, and and that's it. That's the show. Go off the air. The final half an hour is one in-ring segment, which is technically a match, technically, 15 minute, 15 second match, and a backstage segment. That is the content of the last half an hour of this show. That is insane. Damn. You know, I hadn't really thought of it that way. That is kind of appalling. It is <laughs> awful. It's so bad. Like I talk about I talk about pacing. We talk about pacing all the time, right? Of how WWE's bad, but we try to limit out because it gets really boring when we just say WWE doesn't know how to pace shows all the time because it's old news. We know they don't, right? Yeah. This was exceptionally bad. Like this is why I'm bringing it up so much here because this is so bad. Like, and and Modmother just pointed out in the chat as well. I feel so bad for the people who paid to be there. Like, yeah. you got nothing out of this. I, j- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about the show anymore. There was nothing on it. Do you want to know something crazy, right? I'm just going to bring up a uh-huh. quick uh, screenshot here. The total time wrestled on oh, SmackDown. Dear. I love it when this gets brought up. Look Ooh. at those matches! Jesus. There's five of them on this show. Five matches. One of them went nine minutes. Cool. That's fine. That's, you know, a solid amount of time for a TV match. Nine minutes, that's about average, right? What you'd expect for an average TV match. There was four others. The longest one was three minutes and 50 seconds. One thirty-five. 
for Los Lotharis versus Viking Raiders. Two minutes for Woods versus Jey Uso, which ended in DQ. Sheamus and Cesaro with 350, and then 15 seconds for the main event. Like, good God, there is nothing on the show. The main event of Rampage had more wrestling in it than the entirety of SmackDown. Yo, this show sucks. <laughs> this show is so bad, Tempest! <laughs> I did not have, like, strong feelings about this show one way or the other. Like, I knew it sucked, but... My eyes just kind of glazed over while I was watching it, and I just kind of mm-hmm. went, oh, who cares? I'm watching SmackDown. I know it's going to be bad, and I just kind of put it out of my mind. Like, that's that's yeah. it. I just kind of didn't care. I didn't care this week. Nothing made me, like, outrageously angry. If I went to that show, I would, like, want my money back. Yeah. You know? Like, you get that, nothing out is, of it. This is why that I don't go to WWE shows anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I might go to a pay-per-view or a takeover. Uh, remember when those were a thing. A pay-per-view or a big show, an NXT event, something like that. But I won't go to a Raw or SmackDown anymore. I haven't in years. Because for Christ's sake, there's like 12 minutes of wrestling on that show. In a two-hour show as well. A two-hour show. That's brutal. Oh like, see, oh, the thing is, Lord, you, I saw, but you I get saw... to see happy talk, Pete. <laughs> you get to see happy talk. It's what everyone pays talk. to see when they go to SmackDown. <laughs> oh. oh my God. I saw someone say, I can't remember whether it was in the comments of the edited review I did earlier today or on the community tab for the poll or something. Someone said, We all know that WWE doesn't put on wrestling shows anymore, right? But sure. they're also not any other kind of show. Yeah. They're just, what are they? They're nothing. <sighs> it's a good question. Because I, I just I just saw someone say, like, you could get away with this if, like, the entertainment on the show was was good. You know? Like, you, there probably yeah. wasn't a whole lot of, of wrestling on, like, Raw's from 1999 or whatever, sure. right? There probably wasn't a lot of actual in-ring wrestling. There wasn't a lot of great technical wizardry. Mm. But when you've got Steve Austin messing around with Vince McMahon, you can kind of get get away with it. You know, when the main event segment is awesome and it's Steve mm-hmm. Austin driving a beer truck in or a Zamboni or the concrete truck or you do the bedpan thing in the, the mm-hmm. hospital scene, yeah. which like... I think like four of those all took place like one after the other after the other like, <laughs> yeah. after each other. It's crazy. But if you have those moments, you can get away with not having the wrestling, but they don't have any of those moments now. No. You know, they've just got happy talk. Ugh. Man. <sighs> this... Podcast really does get me worked up. Dude, I'm. I'm never this I'm... passionate. Except no, I am. Except when I'm doing this show, I just, oh my god, I got I I stopped watching the show. I just went, you can't be serious. Like, what? What was it? Nothing happened on this show. Like nothing, nothing happened. Like the thing that was good on this show was Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler, which was a nine minute match. It was good. I'm not going to go as far as say it was great or amazing or anything, but it was a good match. They put on a very good match to start off this show. And it was meaningless because it didn't further any stories or anything. It was just a match. Like, it, And that's fine. If you want to put on an <laughs> exhibition match between two very good wrestlers, that's cool. That's great. But you need to have other stuff to back that up. 
Do you know what you didn't have on this show? Literally anything else of substance. Yeah. And I was I was thinking about this last night when I watched it. And oh boy, people have a lot of thoughts on uh, on this. That's nice to see. Get in your mm. ultra chats. Share your opinion. Mm. I was thinking about this last night, you know, because I don't think a lot of the time that any one particular segment of WWE programming is like, obviously there are exceptions to this, but I don't mm. think any one particular segment on this show was like, outwardly terrible you yeah. know yeah it's when you stitch together two hours of it yes. in a row and it's like you can have a really great heat segment and mm -hmm. lord knows if you have one of them on a show it will really stand out and it'll be really really great the problem is when you do two straight hours of it where on this show did people get a chance to go Yay! Ah, well, Tempest, Sasha you missed Banks the bit where winning, perhaps you missed the bit where Tony Storm pied Charlotte Flair makes it all oh, okay now. Christ. <laughs> but it's just incessant heat. These shows sure are designed is. to be depressing. Yeah, and you can't do that. It's not even just pacing in terms of blocking out the show, but it's pacing in terms of the actual storylines themselves. You know. There's no hope spots anymore. There's no, there's uh, whatever. It's whatever. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bad show, but it doesn't have to be, you know, because mm. again, if you went and if you watched these things, maybe this has something to do with it. If you went and watched the clips of just what you wanted to see on SmackDown and you just watched one little clip of what you wanted to see, oh, that was a pretty good segment. This show must have been all right. Oh, here's another segment. Oh, that was, that segment was pretty good. But you're not sitting down and watching two hours of it straight, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem to me is when you watch two hours of this show, you just get the same heat over and over and over again. And you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't know what else to say about it, but it sucks. It's real bad, and as we constantly mention about having all the negative ones throughout the show, you can have those negative ones, but if it gets covered by a load of really positive stuff, you can get away with that kind of thing. When you go, uh -huh. oh, there's these minor things that are wrong, but you got all this positive stuff, it was still a really enjoyable show. When you strip away all the positives, all you're left with is just the negative ones. So all the tiny little things just chip away at you through the show. And by the end, you're just like, I hate every single little thing on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's depressing. It, it is. And this is where, this is where we say that like, you know, you don't have uh, the goodwill with WWE that you mm. have with like AEW, where it's like, Oh, if something goes wrong on AEW. You just be like, ah, it's whatever. You, you put it out of your mind and you move on. And people will call you biased and everything. And that's mm -hmm. fine. That's their right to do it. But it's not so much a bias as just you haven't been conditioned by AEW to expect things to be terrible all the time. Mm. So if you yeah. do get a really terrible segment or a bad match or what have you, a storyline beat that doesn't make any sense, it's, it's one negative one on a show as opposed to 50. And when there's mm. only one, you can put that out of your mind a little bit easier and just be like, ah, they missed on that one. We'll get it. They'll, they'll get them on the next time because that's where the goodwill comes in. It's not even just like, oh, they can let it play out. It's that, oh, the next show will be good. 
I don't mm. need to be like, oh, well, this company is trash now. Yeah. But WWE, I don't have any goodwill with them anymore. So when yeah. you've got endless negative ones, you just chip away at the whole show. I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to fix them or that things are going to be better. No. Uh, these... <clears throat> this company is incompetent at writing yeah. the show. It's, it's real bad. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We'll talk about some other stuff in a little bit on this show. Uh, but let's get into your ultra chats here. Uh, make sure to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Nick Carter says, uh, promote Rocky's current movie, but also sync the enjoyability of, of his flagship show. Well, trade-offs, I guess. There's a new Rocky movie? I'd rather watch that <laughs> than SmackDown. <laughs> you, ever, you ever watch the Rocky movies, Pete? I've seen a few of them here and there. Quite good. Yes. Quite they good. are good, aren't they? You know, Yo, Adrian! Yeah. Adrian! Yeah. You know, I might watch yeah. that today. 
I'll watch mm. Creed too. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. He's great. I like Michael B. Jordan. He's a good guy. Yeah, he um, likes anime. Nice. So uh, does Killmonger that... in canon. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Van Twinblade says, "Bad WWE is bad. No one can see this coming. Everyone is shocked." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chuck Cassis Cassie says, uh, "Tempest, I'm going to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament today, and would love to have some motivation from LIW. Also, haven't watched WWE in two years, and it's great. Love the stash, Pete. Hope you all have a great day on this wonderful Saturday. Much love and God bless. Thank you very much, Chuck. Chuck, believe in the heart of the cards. I could have done that. I don't even know Yu-Gi-Oh, but I know that. Yeah, yeah, heart of the cards." Believe in the heart of the cards. Do it, also, you'll win. I've seen a few people saying that I look like a bold Miro. So, Miro, then. Interesting. He doesn't, he doesn't have hair, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, so Miro. <laughs> you just look saying. like Miro. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Miro is an incredibly handsome man. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, Joe Schmo said uh, two things. Number one, creative could have told the story of how Jey Uso hasn't been pinned since last year. Number two, I honestly believe that the cream pie storyline between Flair and Storm is an inside joke between Vince and his cohorts. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be it. surprised. Wouldn't be. I surprised. wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um. We'll talk about more about the Jay Uso thing in a bit. Uh, Anonymous says, uh, this is the most interesting stuff Brock has done in years. At the same time, it exposed how thin and meaningless the current main uh, the current main event scene is. Is there a Writer 52 service? <laughs> Get 10 free quality writers. How many paying for postage and shipping? Buy Beer 52. They really also, could yeah. use them. They really could. Also, beer52.com forward slash Russell Talk. Go click the thing. Yeah. 10 free they don't, beers. they don't need more writers, though. They need less <laughs> yeah. writers. Unless the 10 True. writers that you're getting are the ones from WWE. Mm-hmm. True, Taking yeah. them away from SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Liam Leonard says, uh, I'm sorry, I feel like I jinxed this from our call on Tuesday. Sorry, lads. <laughs> Gonna enjoy the OTT event where there is actual wrestling. Love you guys. The pain of watching it live is times 10. Why do you watch it live, you nutter? Also, hi, Liam. Hi, Liam. I mean, I have to watch it live because otherwise I just won't have time to watch well, it. Well, yeah, you're 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 an exception, but for for Liam, who's in Ireland, yeah, that's why are you watching point. it live? Yeah, you're crazy so and so. Um, Peyton Carter says I timed how long it took from Sammy's entrance to when Roman came out, and I landed somewhere around twenty-seven minutes, not including Roman's entrance. This that's made me so possible. mad. This made me so mad. I screamed. Then Roman's entrance was another three minutes thirty seconds. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's that's what we're talking about because it was seven minutes. It was it was twenty five minutes of the show left, not including three ad breaks. This show is terrible. This show is so <laughs> bad, Tempest. It's so oh bad. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Do I don't you know how want to just to turn this it? into like a Pokemon podcast or a Last I Airbender would love podcast. to. I'd absolutely oh love to turn it into, it, into something oh else that's not SmackDown, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Eternal oh. Blue said, uh, my last Raw before I started boycotting WWE was the Sami Zayn electric chair thing that was here in, oh God, KC? Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. Mm. 
I know America. Um, You know, that's the song that The Rock uh, turned into the Sacramento thing for the rock concert. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Tidbits. There you go. So that's what I'm here Um, for. Yeah, fact checking. Uh, Seeing the weird pacing only gets worse after watching them start and restart Shane's entrance three times live is embarrassing. 16 minutes and 40 seconds of wrestling. How? Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty trash. Not going to lie. Yeah, it's Pretty real bad. Trash. I can't imagine going to see this show live. I would have been sickened. Mm, but then again, bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. No, I wouldn't go either. Also, you know? Dustin Yuda says his favorite steel type is Akron. My favorite Pokemon is Akron. Hell yeah. Hell Y'all yeah. got that in, in common. Hell yeah. Love it. Pokemon. Uh, Riot DR says, Sami Zayn's music hits and I check the time. I have hope. This should be good. And then the recaps begin. I lose that hope. Sammy then keeps talking, and I know how this ends. I pick up my phone and wait for Rampage. At least Brock and Sammy were funny. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a what, decent little opening like, segment. What would it have cost them to just have Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn go out and have like a four and a half star match? Oh, for, for 25 minutes. And Sammy is totally capable of it as well. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, like, Lord. see, yeah. and the thing is, as well, right? That, like, yes, the opening segment I thought was okay with Sammy and Brock and Brock intimidating Sammy, and I thought it was they were both decent and charismatic and all that jazz, right? But the problem is, it's setting up for the thing later, so the thing later needs to work for that segment to be considered good. It's like, it's like you know, in in the the classic example I always think of is Game of Thrones, right? A lot of the previous seasons were really good because they were teasing and setting up future things, right? There's obviously a bunch of stuff that's really good throughout those episodes, and you have stuff like the Red Wedding, which is amazing because it's a big kind of climactic event, and the lead-up to it was amazing, right? But when you have the lead-up and the build-up and the build-up and the build-up, and you're building anticipation for the final thing, the big climax thing, and the big climax thing is bad, it retroactively makes all the stuff building up to it worse. So even though the opening segment was good, the ending segment and main event match being bad then made that segment worse. That's just how things work. Souls. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, Jonathan Edmonds said, good appropriate time of day, amigos. This might be an unpopular opinion, but both shows felt skippable. Was not sports entertained. Enjoy the not war games in the real. I mostly find take care of yourselves and stay in the real. Enjoy the not war games. Mm. In the real, I mostly find take care of yourselves and stay healthy. Love y'all and jam that wang. Ride the wang man. Yeah. Wang man. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the rest of your ultra chats later. Um, but before we get into the rest of SmackDown, very quickly wanted to say that we are sponsored by beer, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. This is the last day that we are sponsored by beer52. You've been hearing about them throughout the entirety of November, and now we're in December, and this is the last day. So go do the thing, click the link, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. You get 10 free craft beers for UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay for the postage of $5.95. You get these 10 beers sent to you. It's awesome. They're delicious. Beer. It's Christmas time. Beer. beer. What, what else do I need to, to, to say to get you to do this thing? Go click it. It's the last day you can do it. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Do the thing. 
If you've not, if you have been sitting on the fence, this is the last day you can do it. So go do it. B52, do it. Let's get into the rest of this episode of SmackDown. So yes, as I as I briefly mentioned, we'll talk about it a bit more now. Excuse me, sorry, just hit the mic. Um, it's okay. As I as I <laughs> as I briefly mentioned <laughs> at the start, Brock Lesnar came out and he was like, "Well, I bet you're wondering how my suspension was lifted." And I was like, "Yes, Brock, I am wondering that." Something tells me I'm not going to find out why that is though. And then Sami Zayn interrupted him. I was like, "Yeah, there we go. Checks out." Yep. <laughs> and um, you know what? We're never yeah. going to hear about it again. <laughs> Nope, he's just back it's... now. <laughs> it's oh, infuriating, isn't it? Um, it is. And he said he's here for the Universal Championship. Sammy comes out and says, well, you know, I'm the number one contender. After I beat Roman at day one, then I'll totally face you afterwards. That's totally fine, but I am facing Roman at day one. And then Brock Lesnar intimidates him. It was quite good, and he said, I'll be right by your side tonight. I'll make sure that, you know, you're going to have this match and all that stuff. And then he went backstage to Sonya Deville and was trying to say to Sonya Deville, uh, you know, this is what Brock said, but I don't really want to do that. And then Sonya Deville's just like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And then Brock Lesnar comes in and again, intimidates Sami Zayn and the match gets made. Sami versus Roman in the main event tonight. And Brock Lesnar will face the winner at day one. This was yeah. okay. I thought this was fun. I love mm. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, mm. I think, is a perfect wrestler. Yeah. He is just fabulous. He's a perfect wrestler. He's he's just perfect. He's he's hilarious even when mm -hmm. he's not trying to be. Yeah. And he's an amazing wrestler. He's just he's everything I want in a wrestler as as long as they, you know, book him prop properly. I think this was like the most that I've heard Brock Lesnar speak in like 10 years. Mm. You know, as far as one segment. Yeah. And some of those segments beforehand were not great this one i thought mm -hmm. was perfectly adequate it's not like I'm, yeah. i want him to go out and cut a, a soliloquy or something like that but he could go out there and just be goofy pro wrestler brock lesnar and it's it's entertaining and i enjoy it yeah um did also want to point out just some slight hypocrisy here um sonia deville makes the universal title match for the show tonight but she told edge months and months and months ago that she couldn't do a universal title match without proper promotion you couldn't do it that week it's got to be next week because you just need to promote it properly the writers <sighs> don't make sense no consistency anyway yep. it's just wind me up. again just a little minus one just a little minus mm -hmm. one through the show just wound me up a little bit um yep. and also riz realistically if lesnar really wanted the universal title he'd beat up roman so that sammy would win yeah then he could beat sammy much easier right yeah that's correct Ah, see, that's exactly the segment mm -hmm. that I was thinking about. And exactly. it wasn't good. Yeah. No, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Good, was it? It's like mm -hmm. the worst contract signing segment that I've ever seen. It went mm -hmm. on for like 20 minutes and there was no payoff. Shout out and to you, Rayon. You knew yeah. what I was talking about. I knew the exact segment you were talking about. And the amount of times that Brock Lesnar kind of leant back and went, you see, when he was trying to figure out what to say next, it was real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. This was good. This was a this fun a little match. match. Yeah. This is a good match. This is the kind of match that should be built to on pay-per-view. Yes. You know, you don't have enough big matches on 
your SmackDown women's roster to be throwing away important ones in nothing matches. There's no storyline here. There's no buildup <laughs> whatsoever. You know, like, if you just built up Shayna Baszler as a killer, like, properly, and not just, oh, here's a promo package of her breaking people's arms, and then Pat McAfee calling it, like, the future Endeavors kick. Don't mm-hmm. do that, asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's up with WWE people making jokes about firing their own people? Ugh, hate it. Regardless, this was like a good match that should have meant more. And we're how many years into Shayna Baszler's run, and she's still getting beat by like regular wrestling moves. She came up at the start of 2020, right? I think. I mean, yeah, but this, I'm talking, uh, this is all the way back to like NXT time. Mm. You know, this is like, like her first takeover match when she lost to Ember Moon mm-hmm. and everyone thought she was going to beat Ember Moon and win the title. She lost yep. to a roll up and they were like, ah, sure MMA, MMA. She had an arm bar in and she got rolled up. You know, that that's, you know, a fine story to tell when mm-hmm. that's your first takeover. Yep. Every big match that Shayna Baszler loses, it's because of a roll-up. Yep, sure is. You would think that she would learn a counter. Just one or two, you know? Just one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought I thought the ending sequence was fun. Like, it, it, it's if you didn't have the context of Shayna losing by roll-up every single time... And then it would be a good finish, you know? It would be, you know, they, they each traded their submissions back and forth and fought out of each other's submissions and went back and forth again, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Roll up, Banks gets the win. I was like, that's good. You know, that's a good little finish. But Shayna loses by roll up every single time. And that just, you know, it grates you down each like, time. But... Yeah. There just, there aren't enough top level talent on SmackDown in the women's division for them to be beating Shayna Baszler. Yeah. For no reason. You know? Yeah. You don't have to do that. If you're going to beat Shayna Baszler, have it mean something. Have it be after a long run as champion where she's dominant and breaking arms and being a scary, mean killer. You can't have that, I suppose. No. Um, Adam Pearce is on FaceTime because Brock Lesnar's in the building. He's scared. He's scared. He's scared, which makes sense, I guess. Um, No, I like this little touch. That's fine. Yeah. Um, he said he's going to remember the Alamo, and I they was were like, in "San Antonio, you see." I don't know hmm. what that had to do with anything. <laughs> no, because and then I googled it, and I was like, "Something about Texan independence," but I'm really not sure what that has to do with what he said. Yeah, it's Texas and Mexico and such and such, but like, sure, it's a cheap pop. Mm. <laughs> I don't know um, why. And then also, Drew McIntyre is there with a giant sword. And said, "Next time you tell, next time you see, and also a claymore." And he said, "You know, next time you see, I had him pierced, but tell him I need to see him." And I'm like, "He's going to kill him." Like, that's <laughs> that that's, is a terroristic threat. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding out this giant sword. Like, I need to speak to Adam Pierce. Like, Who are you? you know okay, write these characters off television forever. Yeah. Um, My way of we, murder. And then we got happy talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Can we just skip um, it? Like, 
Whatever. Okay. They got right. they what. dumbass jokes and they got beaten up by Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. Cool. There you go. Done. Hate it. Fate in the Claymore. Christ. Jeff Hardy it's... doesn't know how to how to floss. And I think I it no. makes me like him more. <laughs> You're just a Jeff Hardy apologist, man. I, I sure am. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's a question though. Do you think Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre are going to be a new tag team? Or no? Define tag team. Like, are they going to win for the... the tag titles? Will they go for the tag titles? No, I don't think so. I think they're just going cool. to be, like, allies. Maybe, yeah. I've j- you know? They've just been seen together for, like, two, three weeks in a row. And, you yeah, know, I that know. normally spells, well, throw together tag team, right? You know, you know, uh, there was, I forget which WWE game it was. It was, like, SmackDown versus Raw 2010 or 11 or whatever, mm-hmm. where you could... Uh, in the universe mode, you didn't have to necessarily make someone a tag team, but you could just be like allies with this person, mm-hmm. this person, this person, and they just kind of have each other's back sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. You just have each other's back. You don't have to go for the tag titles. And then you can be like, really hates this person and this person. It's the people that you're feuding with. Made it a little mm-hmm. bit more real. I like yep. it when that kind of stuff happens because people in these companies would have friends. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. They should they should do that. Yep. Can they coexist? Uh, Zion Lee is debuting next week. I'm glad we actually have a date for that now. Yep. Me good. too. I like these little promo packages. Mm, they're they're, they're neat. Um, we then got the Viking Raiders versus Los Lotharios. Viking Raiders got a new dance move, haven't they? Oh, God. Did they change their theme? They sure I did. Feel like, yeah. yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the remember the War um, Raiders? Remember War Machine? That was good times. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? And remember then they called them up when they were tag champions in NXT, and they just gave up the belts because they're like, "Oh, we got to go up to Raw and be the Viking Experience." Mm. Oh, so you didn't say the name. Uh, the Viking Experience. Um, I this saw match, those though. guys wrestle an amazing match against the Bullet Club in mm-hmm. Ring of Honor in 2015. Mm-hmm. One of them did a, a big swanton off the top rope to the floor. And we were like, whoa, big man, do flip. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And now they're doing whatever this was. So the match lasted about a minute. Um, Los Atharios set up for their tag team finish. And then they waited. Oh, and then God, they waited. I couldn't figure this out. And then they waited. And then they waited. I would have just gone into business for myself, hit the moving one. And then Nakamura and Boogs tried to distract them with a guitar. Um, and then they were like, wah, wah, wah. And it's like you were, wait- you were waiting for your cue on that one. But sure, whatever. Um, and then uh, they try and distract Los Lotharis with a guitar. But then Los Lotharis win anyway. They just win with a roll-up. This was proper rubbish. It sure was. At, you, know, you know, as well, there was a little, there was a little spark of hope that was very quickly extinguished immediately afterwards. Because... I was like, well, Viking Raiders would be pissed, right? That Boogs and Nakamura up, up, upset them and, and distracted them. Got the upset victory for Los Lotharios. They're going to be well mad. And then they got out the ring and they stared down Boogs and Nakamura. And I was like, oh, character motivations that make sense. That's great. And then Boogs started playing the guitar to the uh, Viking Raiders theme. And then they all just started going. Pah. And then that was that. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Like, you know how I just said that you don't have enough talent to beat Shayna Baszler in matches like this? You don't have enough tag teams to beat the Viking Raiders. 
Not at all. How cool would it be to watch the Viking Raiders face the Usos in like mm-hmm. a twenty-minute classic for the tag titles? Yeah, man. Oh, this is why I hate this company. Mm-hmm. Because I look well, at man. the roster, I'd be like, "That's a cool match. That's a cool match. I want to see that cool match." But they have no interest in doing any of them. So mm-hmm. why would I be interested in the show? Got a recap of Charlotte and Tony Storm from last week. Yep. <clears throat> Tony Storm did a backstage promo. Mm-hmm. We then got Jey Uso versus King Woods. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee saying, that's main event Jey Uso. Why isn't he in the main event then? Yeah. Um, the, the Usos then called out. They said, what's wrong with you, Sami Zayn? Calling out Roman Reigns. It's like, he's the number one contender. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then Woods comes out and drags out for ages that he's got a surprise because they don't like surprises, but he's got a surprise. You know what another surprise? Oh, do you want to know the surprises? I got a surprise. Do you know the surprise? It's Kofi Kingston. And I was like, yeah. I'm obviously. so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I I hate it. There was a few things that wound me up on commentary for this episode, uh-huh. which was the one that I mentioned already, immediately immediately at the end of the, of the Sheamus match. And him just going, let's take it back to the thing before Seamus had even had a chance to celebrate. There was one here where Woods is like teasing the surprise and Pat McAfee goes, what's it going to be, Cole? It's like, it's Kingston. Pat, please. Like, stop. My God. Pat um, was on one tonight or last he night. sure was. And there was you another know. one that came. There's another line from Pat that came at the end of this match. Uh, Kofi Kingston's back. Yay. Uh, they had a match. It lasted two minutes, and then uh, Jimmy Uso caused the DQ. Why, Why bother? Waste of time. Yeah. Much like again, the headline for this podcast episode: this match was pointless. It was a waste of time. It was. It was a waste of time. If you don't want to do a finish, don't book the match. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But then, as they're walking off, Pat McAfee has another gold line saying. The bloodline don't get the win, but I don't think they really care. You're right, Pat. They don't care about losing. Unfortunately, you're right. This is a bad show. (laughs) (sighs) This is what I mean, Tempest. There's so many just like minus ones through the show that just wound me up. And I'm like, I hate this product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sure. Reigns is upset with Heyman for not knowing stuff. Uh-huh. So I didn't know Kofi was back. Did you know about Heyman? Did you know about Lesnar? Shut up. Brock Lesnar was meant. advertised for this show. Sure was. <laughs> yeah. They literally announced it <sighs> last week. Like the last thing of last week was like like Reigns was there. Like he knew. Whatever. Um we then got Woods, Kingston, and Aaliyah backstage. Aaliyah's still there, knocking around. Uh, Kingston says it's at day one, it's going to be New Day versus Usos. I don't understand how you can book a New Day versus Usos match, and I don't care about it. But somehow they've done it. Yeah. It's really impressive when you think about it. Yeah. WWE uh, is is ceasing production of their their DVDs. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that makes me sad. I haven't bought one in like six, seven years or whatever, but I've got a lot of them. I'd rather talk about any of those than Should we, have you got? Have you got? Oh no! If you're not bought any in a while, I was going to say, have you got the the Hell in a Cell match between New Day and Usos? Because we could just go back and watch that and talk about that instead. 
I unfortunately great. do not have that one. Uh, I don't remember what the most recent one that I have is. Well, there's a lot of them over here. I'd really, mm -hmm. I would honestly rather just be like, well, look, let's look at these. Let's look at this match listing. Look at all the things that are on here. Doesn't this sound like a fun watch? Got a Shawn Michaels DVD on my desk. I'd rather watch some Shawn Michaels matches. Mm hmm. We can do that. Um, <laughs> but first, we need to talk about Charlotte Flair, who cut a promo. <sighs> yeah. I know all of you thought it was funny when I pied Tony Storm. No, Charlotte, you are wrong. It was not <laughs> funny. But then, when she goes, I know it was funny. I know that all of you thought it was funny. I don't know who it was, whether it was Pat McAfee or Michael Cole. Someone on commentary just going, <laughs> Just laughing and coming. Shut up! It's not funny! Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> really pissed me off in this episode. <sighs> um, Charlotte takes ages to essentially just say no to Tony Storm's challenge. She walks off, takes ages leaving the ring, holding up the title. <laughs> oh, it's Tony Storm behind her with a pie! She pies Charlotte. Someone and in then... the front row ate that pie. Like... <laughs> sure did! <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if instead of a loser ass baby face coming out and being like i want a title shot and then the champion being like no no how about instead you just have the baby face win a bunch of matches and earn a title shot yeah isn't that crazy i hate the show i hate the is the norm now where you don't have people earning title shots you have a bunch of losers going like me next mean it me i want a title shot i want the title shot and then just be like no and then you have to pie face charlotte flair in order to get a title shot just have once and lots of matter ah! tony storm hasn't won a match since her, her debut. debut she lost in the queen's first crown tournament first round survivor series first person eliminated from survivor series she should not be getting a title match in kayfabe Oh, God. But then, even though Tony got the upper hand on this one, right? Tony got the upper hand by doing the pie face to Charlotte, right? She still yeah. looked like a proper geek. Because after she hit it, she started jumping around being like, ha, 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 I got you! I got, I'm the best! I got you! It's like, you look like an absolute moron. Please stop. <laughs> I love Tony Storm so much. Oh, She's wow. so great! I love Tony <laughs> Storm! <laughs> she looked so stupid. Oh my oh, god. Lord. I hated this show. Ricochet got a video promo. Whoop de doo. Seamus vs. Cesaro. It was whatever. It was three minutes. These two three are minutes. great. We love Seamus and Cesaro. But they can obviously do so much more. No, nope, that's that's not the thing that they do. Uh that there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, who does this? We do this. We do that, Tempest. <laughs> I forgot our own that's gimmick. Our thing. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Jam no, that's jam. not right. This is more like a bar than what they do. That's true, yeah. You know? Um, oh. like, like, it was fun, but it was three minutes. So, yeah. can't really talk about it too much. And then we had all the stuff that I mentioned before. Naomi uh, in the backstage segment with Sonya Deville wanted a match with Sonya. Sonya accepted it and said, sure, as long as I got this suit on, though, I'm the boss and you can't touch me, and then slapped you across the face. This Cool. <laughs> that's not how life works. No, not at all. I know it's wrestling and it's dumb, mm. but that's you just go to an HR department and Sonya Deville would be fired. 
Yeah. You know, that's actual workplace harassment right there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's stupid. Like there's ways to do this Mm. to have it not be stupid. Like make Naomi sign a contract saying that she can't touch Sonya Deville unless it's in a wrestling match, but Sonya Mm -hmm. Deville can do whatever she wants. If Naomi wants the wrestling match, Mm -hmm. you just do that and then you can do this, but just be like, haha, I'm the boss. You can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so dumb. This show is so dumb. At least we're getting some progression here. We now we now have a match. I don't believe the match is actually going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, not a chance. At, at least, at least this happened. Do you want to know, yeah, Whatever. Do you know, like, yeah. I'm going to be mad if the match doesn't happen. Do you want to know what I'm going to be more mad at? If the match happens, and it goes like two minutes, and Naomi wins, yeah. and then that's it, and they never talk about it again. <laughs> like, can you imagine if that's what the build-up's for? That yeah, that would be about right for this company. That'd be real bad. Um, yeah. Do you want to know the best thing about this show, though, Tempest? Because it's spoken about a lot, a lot, of ne- lot of negatives. The best show, best thing about the show. Uh, Sport Wrestle Talk T-shirt in the yeah, front. hell yeah! Thank you, yeah. that fan. You're great. Thank you for that. Uh, anyway, should we talk about Rampage now? What did you give this show, Pete? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I gave it. I don't care out of five. That's yeah. not true. In the editor review, I gave it a two because I was being nice, but it's a one. It's a one. This show sucks. It's a one. It's a couple bad. of ones in a row. That's rough. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. real bad. Back to back. Really bad episodes. Back to back. Yeah. Remember when the um, show was like, all right. Yeah. Those, those I good remember times. when the show was all right. Do you remember when we were excited about Roman Reigns stuff? Yeah. I don't. God. It was a long time um, ago. Yeah. It was a long time um, ago. It's December. Mm, it is. I cared it? about a Roman Reigns thing since, like, I don't know. He was facing Cesaro. Yeah, and that was uh, May. I think. May. Yeah. That was May. Show was bad. Seven seven months. Yeah, show was mm. bad. It's a bad show. Mm. Mm. Rampage is a show that happened, uh, which had more wrestling in just the main event than the entirety of SmackDown. I'm just gonna throw that out there again. Yep. Just saying. Um. Another match that almost came as long as the entirety of the amount of wrestling on SmackDown was the opener, which was Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nese for the TNT Championship. Um, I thought this was a very fun match. Um, I, I know you said in your your edited review that you've never been super into Tony Nese and Sammy Guevara is still not catching you as champion. And I do agree with the Sammy Guevara bit. I really don't think he's he's connecting as TNT champion right now. But I really like Tony Nese in this match. I thought he looked very good. I don't think he's, you know the greatest wrestler. I don't think he needs to be pushed to the main event or anything like that at all, but I think he looked very good. And, you know, they, they unveiled the, the official signing of Tony Nese as well. And I, I think he's a solid signing for them. I think he's a good talent and they can put him to good use in this company. I think he looked very good here, but Sammy got the win. Fun match. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough for me with Tony Nese because I look at the guy and he's obviously like very talented. Hmm. But I don't think there's any one thing about him that's unique. Like, I don't, I look at him and I saw him do this match and I was like, it's a good match for sure. But I think there are already a number of people on the AEW roster who could have the same match. And there's nothing about his character that makes me care. 
you know, he's a very bland wrestler to me. Like, I just, I don't have a lot of flavor when it comes to Tony Nese. And I feel like I'm, I'm really ragging on the guy, but like, I just don't think he's particularly charismatic. You know, it's like, he can do a great 450 for sure. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you need more than that in wrestling these days. And yeah, like, like you said, I didn't think that uh, Sammy Guevara came out of this like looking particularly strong. And I think that's kind of been like a running theme for his uh, his title reign. And it's weird because obviously you're following the great TNT title reign of Miro and his matches should not be anything like Miro's because mm-hmm. they're two very different wrestlers. But I felt that like Darby Allen, when he was TNT champion, is a smaller guy. And obviously has to like go through a lot of punishment in each of his matches, but he comes out of them still looking very strong. And it's a very like decisive. He's the better wrestler. He beat this guy. And he did that like time after time after time and ended up being like a really strong TNT champion. Every time Sammy Guevara defends this title, I'm like, it feels like he's about to lose it. Mm -hmm. Like, It feels like he's winning by the skin of his teeth every time. And I just wanted to see him go out there and beat Tony Nese like really, really decisively. And I I didn't really get that. It was still like a really good match. Don't get me wrong. But I need one defining performance out of Sammy Guevara as TNT champion where he just is the better wrestler by a lot, you know? Mm And I, I don't think we've gotten that yet. I still loved his match with Jay Lethal. I've enjoyed I enjoyed his match with Bobby Fish, but like I didn't think that Bobby Fish should be that close to beating Sammy Guevara either. Yeah. You know, these are the matches where I just I want Sammy Guevara to to really shine, and I don't feel like he's shining. That's totally fair. Um I, I agree with you hundred percent on the Sammy stuff. Um yeah, I I don't know who should beat him for it, but I feel like someone should beat him sooner rather than later. You know who it should be in an open challenge? I've got a suggestion as well, but go ahead. Shane Strickland. Ooh. Yeah, that's my one. (laughs) I was going to say Swerve, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely should. (laughs) Yeah, just have him come in and do like the open challenge. Anybody come in and have the guy beat him. Yeah. Done deal. I would would be over the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Um. With regard to the Tony Nese thing as well, I think you're right. I think he is lacking a bit of personality right now. But I mm. do think that if there's a place to cultivate a personality, AEW is probably the place to do it. So I don't think I'm basically I'm not writing him off right now, as I think he's got potential to be very, very good because I think he's got all the tools for the in ring stuff already. He just needs to develop that character. And, you know, maybe he'll find a, a storyline where something just clicks and he'll become great, which is what I hope for because I think he's very yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel the same way. Like, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in this case, especially because Tony Nese hasn't been there that long, mm. you know? So I'm just like, okay, like, he had a good match. I think he should be able to find something in AEW if he's going to find something anywhere. Yeah. It's just like with, with Sammy Guevara because he won the title like three months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I'm ready for the next bit. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, Christian and Jurassic Express did a promo. Christian's turning heel. Like, absolutely. Like, he, he just is. is, right? He is. And I can see it coming. And I'm just like, I mm-hmm. still can't wait. I can't yep. wait for this moment. Oh. 
it's gonna be I good. Love, I love Christian dearly. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's, it's going to be good. Um, Jade Cargill faced uh, Janai Kai next. Lasted 30, excuse me, 30 seconds. Um, she won. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, because Janai Kai is Thunder Rosa's protege, so to speak, Thunder Rosa She's was on commentary. The kick demon. Don't know if I like that. I'll be real with you. <laughs> He's the demon of Team Kick. Oh, no. We found the other member of things. Team Kick. You're combining bad things there, Tempest. Um, Thunder Rosa was on commentary building to the TBS uh, tournament match between Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargo. They did a brawl afterwards because Cargo was looking to beat up Jinai Kai some more. Thunder Rosa stepped in to stop her. I thought this was good. It built the match effectively. And this is a squash match that makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I would like, and I know we got one last week with Riho and Britt Baker. But I would like the women's matches on Rampage to not be the one in the middle that goes 30 seconds as often mm-hmm. as they are, you know? I, I will say, it's more often than not, it's a Jade Cargill match. Like, Jade Cargill, yeah. like Rampage is her show. Like, that's yeah. what she she do. She do the Rampage, and she wins very quickly, because that's what Jade Cargill does. So I think if they featured some other wrestlers that aren't Jade Cargill on Rampage, then we'd probably get longer matches. Yeah. Maybe. I agree. It's just an observation. But this was like, this mm. is good. It's just when you see it time after time, I'm just like, okay, I want a longer match in the middle. Though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we then got a promo from the super click. Don Callis walks by on his phone. Hello, Don Callis. Nice to see you <laughs> again, mate. He's still there. Yeah. Um, and young bucks are going to return to action after they've been healing up from their crazy matches that they've been having. Um, and they're going to fight the best friends on Wednesday. Best friends really being Rocky Romero and uh, the other guy that I've forgotten. Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor in it, yeah. I um, wish that Trent would come back. Like I know he's hurt mm, and everything. But yeah. I, I, if he was healing up and we could have had like Rapongi Vice or best friends, oh, both of those would have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I know, technically it's the team of Chaos, not Best Friends, but they said they wanted to fight Best Friends. Bring your best two, is who they said to Best Friends. So it's going to be Rocky yeah. Romero and and, uh, and forgotten his bloody name again. Chuck Taylor. Goodness me. Um, <laughs> Eddie Kingston cut a promo. Eddie Kingston's great. He's always a great promo. Yeah. Good. To further the stuff with 2.0. Cool. Uh, and then we had a really great video promo for the Danielson and Silver match coming up on Dynamite. I thought this was wonderful because Danielson was making a point to say, this is this is how you put over your opponent, right? He's saying, John Silver is amazing. John Silver's fantastic because you are the sum of the, the, the five people you hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. What if John Silver had hung out with a more elite kind of person? Where would he be now? Because instead, he's just been goofing around, doing stuff with the Dark Order. And look where he is. He's nobody, right? But he's got all the tools to make something out of himself. Like, it puts him over as a guy who could legitimately beat Danielson. He's not going to, obviously. But it just keeps it going that when Danielson wins, he's put over, he's beaten someone who is good. Brian Danielson just makes me swoon. (laughs) Oh, he's the greatest. This this was a masterclass of a video package. Mm. You know, put him over, but also just said like, is John Silver going to be able to beat me? 
Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I love this. I can't wait for this match. I want this match to be like 20 minutes and a blow away performance. Although I think it means that we're not going to get Brian Danielson and Stu Grayson, mm. which is a decision. It I is. thought that would have been like, oh, that's the match I want to see the most of the Dark Order matches. Mm-hmm. But oh well. Oh well. Um, we then got the main event FTR versus Pac and Penta. This was fun. This, this was, was fun. fun. This it was, was really us fun. against this... Pack and <laughs> Pack and Penta. <laughs> yeah. You and I, so we just, are FTR. Uh, yeah, we are FTR, Triple A Tag Champions. That's us. Um, yeah. And I thought it was really good. I, I again, all of these guys are such good wrestlers. I like the, the storytelling they did with Pack having the eye patch of that kind of hindering him, like he went to do a springboard, but intentionally like botched it to, so that because mm-hmm. he has no depth perception because of the eye patch, right? Um, so then they played off that and Pat got worked over and Penta got the hot tub back in and it was really good. Went back and forth for ages. Finish. I'm not sold on the finish. I'll be real. I just don't like distraction slash disqualification-ish finishes in general. I get why they did it. I just... Malachi Black came out, did the mist into um, Pac's face and then uh, FTR got the win. Uh, like it was fine. I just don't like that sort of thing generally. It makes sense for this feud, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. And maybe maybe the mist gets a pass because it's the mist rather than yeah. just I'm I think here. That was it for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I think it being the mist was mm-hmm. enough for me because I agree. I think they do these kind of finishes like way too much in AEW. I think that mm-hmm. is one of the bigger uh like negative ones on the AEW side of things is they do distraction finishes because they don't do DQs. But you know mm. what? I prefer a distraction over a DQ. Agreed. So, at least there's that. Um but this this match I thought was like it was really good. I thought that they were just kind of a step off from each other in places early on. Like there was a moment where Pac and Dax Harwood just kind of like stood from each other and they just kind of like there was like a beat and then pack hit a hip toss and it just felt like mm. no what do we do do the thing yeah you know yeah. like you could just kind of see it happening in places like there were bits of like the hot tag where it took like an extra beat in order for someone to turn around and do things it just felt like they were a step off from each other in places but the longer it went the more cohesive it was and i thought that, that really kind of helped i really like how aew has woven all of these people together so we can now have all these combinations of matches, you know, because like people gave uh, the Cody universe, the Cody verse, like a hard time for a while because it felt disconnected from the rest of AEW. Right. It's like it's what he's doing is in his little bubble. He doesn't interact with other people. It's not the case now. There's like mm-hmm. eight people that are all involved in each other's storylines and can wrestle each other, you know. And they don't have that much to do with each other. It's just really cool to see Malachi Black and Andrade and Pac and Cody Rhodes and Ray Phoenix and Penta and Dax and and Cash Wheeler. That's eight guys that can all now wrestle each other and you can have different combinations of all of these matches. And that's how you can stretch these things out for as long as they do without giving away the big matches. You can have... Mm -hmm. 
Dax Harwood against Pac on TV. And that match is still going to be great, but you're not giving away the big pay-per-view matches. It's just like, it's really smart booking that makes it so you can have so many more matches and have everything feel fresh. This is how these shows don't get boring. I also did like uh, that Malachi Black specifically like targeted Pac's eye, like with yeah. the mist. Uh, mm. And then after the match, he was like gouging away at, at Pac's eye. He needs the shark. Uh, where, mm, uh, where that's going to lead, I'm not sure. But, you know, I've seen people in the chat and on, on, on Twitter and stuff speculating that like Pac is going to like have the same sort of like corruption thing that Malachi does now or something like that. Yeah, force corruption. See, see, see where that goes, you know? Yeah. That would be fun. It's fun. I mean, Malachi Black has been teasing an arrival of somebody for the, the House of Black, which mm -hmm. just sign Brody King already. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> You're already PWG tag champions. Just sign mm -hmm. Brody King, turn the, the Butcher and the Blade. I know the, the Butcher just got hurt, but like those four guys together, that's a pretty cool package. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. but maybe they'll surprise me with uh, with somebody else. But I'm I'm interested. I'm ready. I'm ready for all of it. I'm ready for anything. Yeah, and uh, that was the show for Rampage. Um, good it was show. good. Yeah, it was good. I I feel like you said it in your in your interview, and we've been saying it for a few weeks now that it, it it's starting to definitively feel like the B show now. Like yeah. most of it is missable, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, like some stuff happens, like the Malachi stuff happens but like overall it's just an hour of wrestling and it's good wrestling it's great wrestling but it is just an hour of wrestling without any of like the the normal substance of them and the meat of the stuff that you get on dynamite um it was still like a good four out of five show though it wasn't a bad match on this card but it needs to yeah. have a bit more oomph a little bit a little bit it, it is what it is but if there was just like if i watched this show and felt like I needed to watch that show. I think it would have really, you know, it would help it a lot if there was always something on this show that felt must see. And mm. I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's still like a, a, a high three or a low four of a show, but yeah, give me, give me something that makes me say, Oh, you got to see this week's rampage. Mm, exactly. If someone yeah, asked, should I watch rampage? I'd be like, yeah, you can, if you want. So you don't have to, but it's a good hour of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give us a Kingston Punk promo every yeah. week. Every. <laughs> or a Danielson Suzuki every week. Every week. Um, yeah. You had Tomohiro uh, Ishii. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Ishii on the show. Goodness yeah. Before we get into the rest of your ultra chats, we need to say thank you to some special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. If you haven't been to our Patreon page, by the way, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right now, until Monday, the poll is up for WrestleTalk Extra for December, where it's a very close race right now. Let me refresh the page and I'll tell you exactly what the percentages are. It's close. Um, where you get to decide what show Ollie and Luke review for December. Um, right now in the lead is NXT TakeOver London, which is quite interesting um, because there's obviously Finn Balor's mojo. It's, I think it's apt 
to do a, a takeover now that they don't exist anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, some, some interesting matches on that. Like, you know, Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews, Dash and Dawson versus Colin Cassidy and Enzo Amore. Yeah, you and I wrestled Enzo and Cass. Exactly, yeah. No, no, no. We're FTR. We're not Dash and ah. Dawson. That's, there's different people. You know? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But behind that, in second place right now, is Armageddon 2008. I've got that DVD. Yeah. I can, I can pull that and one? be like, oh, look at it. Watch this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, a few other shows that are in contention right now. But go over there and vote if you've not done so already. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You can choose what show they review. And then they'll review it. And then the show is out later this month. $5 for all of that. Crazy. Um <laughs> And also, if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So, let me get to the top here. Thank you to NJ Hornsberg. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Thank you. The $100 man, CD Horver. Yeah! Yeah! The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Yeah! Ryan Disco Stewart. Superkick, Nick Mizesco. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Yeah. Double L, Liam Leonard. The Findicator, Finn Brennan. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Brandon, I just make the lists. Sires. Yeah. You just make the lists. Um, the British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Yeah. And he's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much, all of our lovely pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Let's get into, if my uh, computer would stop freezing, it's completely frozen. That's oh great. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. You Let's do that. Take, it, take them over, Tempest. I can still this hear you. This is the you, final so, yeah. call for, for Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Adam B. Cakebread says, hi, Pete, and wish Mysterio. That's <laughs> Wish Mysterio. I'll take it. Smackdown was so bad that me breaking my leg in three places after falling over chasing sheep and being stuck in the wind and rain for two hours was more enjoyable. Wish Wrestling Entertainment. Cheers, lads. Aiden. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. I hope that didn't happen recently. Sorry I'm sorry to hear that, that, even though you called yeah. me Wish Mysterio. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's karma it's good it's good yeah. uh B says steve austin was built up as a big star so that those segments were awesome now other than roman no one is built up to that extent they can't even lather rinse repeat the same stuff again also one hour rampage has more wrestling than a two-hour smackdown no no the main event of rampage has more wrestling than smackdown yep which is considerably Crazy. more depressing 
Yeah. Uh, then is. Twin Blade says at Glory Pro for the last few months, Ethan Price and Paco have uh, been feuding and interfering in each other's matches. The difference between WWE and Glory Pro is that Ethan and Paco are the only ones that are doing this right now. Yeah, you mm. can get away with distractions and DQ if it's like one thing and not all of them. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Lord. Right, DR says, Shayna Baszler, the MMA Pokemon. This fighting type finds enjoyment in joint manipulation. While her strikes and submissions are deadly, she's vulnerable to surprise roll-ups of many varieties. I wish I had, like, a, a Pokedex voice. Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler. The MMA Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I want... Yeah. You know what? I will task someone, one of our listeners, to do Pokemon mm-hmm. Pokedex entries for every member of the WWE roster, and Please I will it. love them. It yeah. would just absolutely tickle me. Uh, email them to support at wrestletalk.com. Send them in. Yeah, we'll, we'll read we'll them out them. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilkowski says, WWE is hopeless, so I'll focus on AEW. I hope media starts to call out Tony for the state of the women's division. Months into the TBS championship, and we still only get one women's match per show with maybe one Brit segment occasionally. Uh, additionally, it's frustrating. It is a bit frustrating, but I do appreciate that when we get the big matches, they're like Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander, which I thought was just, like, incredible. You know? So yeah. it's better than what we got before, where we didn't even get the big matches. Now at least the matches that we get are given more time, but I agree with, like, more than one match per show and such and such. Uh, and Brian Wilk- uh, Wilkowski continues saying, just to point out the double standards, uh, Orange Cass. OC yeah. Orange Cassidy, yeah, Orange Cassidy doesn't yeah. have a good program in months. Still on weekly. Cody fails to get over as a face. Company double down, doubles down on his TV time. Uh, Rosa and Sheeta get over tremendously. See you both once every two weeks at best. Yeah, got a point. I think it's a little bit apples to Orange Cassidy's in that case. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. um, a little bit. I I agree, but nah, I, I would use different examples personally. Um, William Rosmer says Pete's mustache is enough to convert me. L I W for life. Hashtag pretty Pete. That's me. Just so pretty. Just so pretty. Just so pretty. <laughs> yes. Yes. <that> was... <laughs> uh, Chuck, Chuck cases, Cassis. I don't know. Chuck says Miro, just take off the glasses. We all know this British wrestling podcaster gimmick is just to hide your, uh, from your wife since you can't go back to her now. It's okay, Pale Miro. We still love you. Also, thanks, Tempest. Miro, are you fine? Pale Miro. I'll take it. You know, yeah. I'll take being Pale Miro. Are you fine? Are you fine? I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you fine? Are I'm you fine. fine? I'm fine. Are you fine? I'm fine. Are you fine? I'm fine. You are fine. I'm fine. Go watch Blood on the Clock Tower. Shit. <laughs> Sung says, Pete, Tempest 2, you play games. Pokemon speedruns are broken 17 minutes Hall of Fame. Teams, though. I I know what you're talking about. I saw that video. You can beat Pokemon mm-hmm. Brilliant Diamond in 17 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Although they've just done an update, which has apparently made that much harder because they've oh, had yeah. like, glitches and stuff, which is like yeah. uh, made it difficult. But, you know, yeah. I'm glad someone got on the leaderboard for, mm, for speedrunners yeah. that now can't be broken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Teams, though, Infernape, Roserade, Honchkrow, Lucario, Weavile, Togekiss. Rampage nice. is cool. Uh, Sammy's really good. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. I love Togekiss. 
Mm -hmm. That might be a hot take, but Togekiss is awesome. I love Togekiss, I love Weaver, I love Lucario, and Huntra, and Roserade, and Infernip. That's a very, 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 very good team. Yeah, good job, Zoe. Thumbs up. Nice. Uh, Basil Banks says, Sasha versus Shayna was a dream match for me back when Shayna was the Shayna we love. Imagine if this was on pay-per-view with proper build over a title and given 20 minutes. Genuinely don't know what's better, Sasha selling or her wrestling, LIW or life. I think the answer is her selling, but Agreed. that's not saying that her wrestling is bad. Um, and low stone two seventy nine says first time ultra chat. Can't wait to see the LIW uh, redemption tour rather back at the top of wrestle talk question for you guys. How would you guys do, uh, Cody getting back into the world title picture? Hashtag LIW for life. I don't know that I would. I wouldn't. I like that. They're just sticking to their guns with this thing. I don't know that I would have done it in the first place. But if they're doing this, I think leaving him out is like we are we do our gimmicks and we do our stipulations and we stick to them. I yep. like that. Also, yep. new memberg, Lowstone 279. Woo! Thank you very much, Lowstone. And that'll and do also it for, for the your... rest of our ultra chats. And also for the ultra chat, Lowstone. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right, Tempest, let's talk about some more positive stuff. Uh, how's the Pokemon going? Good. I just beat uh, the game last night. Nice. Because, like, again, I have not had a lot of time to play this game recently, mm-hmm. just because, you know, work and life and such. But I beat the, the champion, which I very nearly didn't. Mm. She is bulky as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that Garchomp is quick. And it is powerful, and it has a lot of coverage. But mm. thankfully, my my useful little Clefable was able to to tough out a shot. It knew, it knew it was poison jab, and I was like, well, of course it yeah. does. But it yeah. toughed out uh, a poison jab and used uh, Moon Blast or whatever it's called. I think it's Moon Blast uh, yeah. to, to beat it. And I was like, hell yeah, it was my last Pokemon. We went in, came champion. And... Uh, I spent uh, the rest of my night uh, finishing up the Pokedex, basically, like the Sinnoh Pokedex, because you got to see yep. all the Pokemon before you can do the post game. And yep. there were like five Pokemon that I hadn't seen, and it was like the three, uh, the trio Pokemon. I forget what mm-hmm. they're called. The, you know? the Light Guardians? Yeah, what a, whatever. Yeah. The the three Pokemon, Azelf, Uxie, yep. and Mesprit. And Mesprit is a little bitch. Stupid roaming <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. I never want to yeah. look for a roaming Pokemon again. But I did those three, and then there were two left, and it was Finneon and Luminion. So I went and caught a Finneon, and I have yet to evolve it. And that's the last one. So after that, I get to do the post game, and then you get to catch all the starters in the underground. It's that's like, cool. Yeah, you get to catch like all the different Pokemon in the underground, and the starters are all down there. Like yeah. you catch like Charmander and trico and stuff and i was like hell yeah i want all those that's pokemon fun. catch me yeah. a totodile that's awesome what's, what's the that's best start of cool. pokemon pete i don't mm, i don't know i don't it's changed so many times like chimchar's up there because he's great charmander's up there because he's great squirtle's up there because he's great 
I really like Chespin as well. It's a, a controversial take. Yeah, I really like oh. like that line. Like Quillard not so much, but Chesnor and Chespin, I really like. I think they're awesome. Um, I know. It seems like a very oh. hot take. I just really like them. I hate Chespin. <laughs> That's like absolute bottom tier of starters. Nah, man. I like, like Chespin. He's just a cute little guy. Oh. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. Here's a controversial opinion. I think the Gen 6 stars are pretty good. Overall. I mean, I like Froki a lot. Froki, mm. I think, is great. I'm like, I really like Froki. I'm in the middle on Fennekin. It's a little bit, little bit bland. Mm-hmm. I really don't like Chespin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I love Froki. This is the biggest I, I disagreement love... that we've had. It probably is, yeah. I I, I love Furky. I love Greninja. I like Fennekin. I think Delphox is pretty cool as well. It's it's weaker than others, but I think it's all right. And and I re- I love Chesnaw. I think he's just a beast. I love him. He's cool. And Great and I, I and I like Chesnaw. What's wrong with Chesnaw? He's a big. He's 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 a ninja turtle, except not. No, he's so ugly, ugly, ugly thing. How dare you! How dare you? It you know you know how when you first saw Von Wagner, the gorilla part of your brain went, huh, he's big. Uh-huh. That's what I'm like for Chesnaw. But yeah. unashamedly so. I just love him. He's big and he just goes and he's got a big spiky shield thing, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. As, I, don't, I can't explain it, all right? Crazy. Leave me alone. Crazy. I love Chesnaw. I love Chesnaw. He's amazing. Anyway, <clears throat> that's gonna do it. For this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back soon with more content. And uh, stay tuned for hopefully less negative episodes if there are better episodes to talk about. <laughs> Sorry for the negativity. I'm saying this in advance. We haven't recorded the episode yet, but I'm sure it's going to be because I didn't like this episode. Anyway, bye. Jam that jam. Uh, keep listening. Bye. Subscribe to the podcast. I don't know what you do. Do you subscribe to podcasts? You do, don't you? I don't I know. I don't so. really listen yeah. to podcasts that much. Yeah. Jam that jam. I think so. Yeah. Jam Bye. It. Jam it in there. Jam that jam. LW for life. We're fine. LW is fine. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.